History Podcast, the history of espionage, part two. Hello listeners. (coughs) (coughs) Hello listeners and welcome to our history podcast. Today we're studying espionage, spying and general deceit and deception. According to what we announced last week, we're going to be speaking today about a rather strange mixture of ninjas and Walsingham. <laughs> um, yeah. And also maybe we were going to mention something about the um, Abbasid spies during the Caliphate in uh, yeah. the Islamic early Islamic Empire. Yeah. Um, so something I know all about. I'm all over it. No, in fact, I'm yeah. really not all over it. In fact, I would say this now. Mm-hmm. We are not going to do very much about the Abbasids because I couldn't find very much about them. I, I had no idea what they are at all. Well. Nothing. Blank. About 100 years after Muhammad. Yes. There was the, I think it was about that, well, a period of time after Muhammad, there was a... Um, a period called the Caliphate, which is when lots of when the Islamic Empire just exploded out of the Arabian Peninsula, went all the way to India in one direction and all the way to the Pyrenees through northern Africa, Spain in the other direction. Um, and the yes. one of the first ruling families were called the Umayyads. 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 Um, and they ruled from Damascus, but then they were supplanted by another ruling family called the Abbasids. And the Abbasids, Abbasids. sort of built up this guy. They, they had spies and spy networks, and they built up this guy called Abu Muslim, which is obviously a fake name. Couldn't get more, more fake than that. And he um, was, you know, he infiltrated and got um, power against the Umayyads, and the Umayyads were overthrown. Quite a nasty little story about when they finally got the last of the Umayyads. The Abbasids killed them all, laid them all in a row, put a sheet over the top of them, and had their dinner on the dead bodies. Lovely! Good story, that. So, yes, that's from Tom Holland's book. Um, So, that's all we're going to do about the Abbasids. So that leaves us with a Walsingham and the ninjas. Ninja. Ninja. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's been quite weird, though, isn't it? Because we decided we were going to do Francis Walsingham, and Francis we've Walsingham. been doing a bit of research. Um, what was our early research that we did? Um, watched the movie. We watched a couple of movies about yeah. Elizabeth. Yeah. Binging. Yeah. But then suddenly, it seems like the BBC is having a complete Walsingham, or no, having a complete Elizabethan, Jacobean era mm-hmm. spy um, onslaught. Yes. With the. So, what did we see? Yes. We saw. Um, Cecil. Cecil. Cecil is a caterpillar. Cecil is my friend. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we had. <laughs> yes. Um, what was that? So that we had one program which was called Elizabeth's Secret Agents. Yes. That was with Cecil the non-caterpillar. 
but rather not the caterpillar, but he was, was it William? William Cecil. The first Cecil? Yes. Yes, the first Cecil was William Cecil, first Baron Burley. Um, Baron Burley? Yeah. I didn't know that actually there was that he was the first in a long line of politicians, um, including two prime ministers under Queen Victoria. Um, and then there was also a programme about um, the gunpowder plot. Yes, exactly, yes. Hmm. Have you been watching W1A again? Yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and so they... Um, and there was lots of spying going on in that period as well. In that, so that was the Elizabethan and Jacobean period. Do you know what Jacobean means? Is it something to do with Jack and the Bean stalk? No, it's nothing to do with uh, and indeed Tish. It's to do with Jack and the Bean stalk. It's uh, for some reason during the royal, the reign of James is known as the Jacobean period. That is strange. Yes. Um, Wasn't it the Stuart period? It was, the, or was that James and well, like yeah, so James it's, it's, two. Tudor and Elizabethan period. So Elizabethan yes. is part of the Tudor period. Yes. Um, Jacobean is part of the Stuart period. Yes. So what's the difference? Um, the Stuart period. The Stuarts were a dynasty. Yes. The Tudors were, were a, a dynasty. Family. And also a dynasty. They were a dynasty, that, whereas Elizabeth was one reign, one individual yes. reign. Where are we going to start? Let's start with, well, let's start with William Cecil, because he was the earliest of them all. Um, so we did a couple of, we, we've done something about the Reformation. Yes. yes? So um, a lot of what the spying that these people were involved in was because of the Reformation. Can you try and explain that a little bit, Hot? Um, so, the Reformation mm-hmm. was when Henry VIII yep. wanted to get divorced yep. to his wife, yep. Anne Boleyn. Wanted to marry Anne Boleyn. Thank you. Wanted to get divorced from his right wife, Catherine of Aragon. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. You know what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but the um, Pope said no. No. Just, no. No. You can't. Just, just, no. Just stop. Okay? Just stop trying. No. Okay? Um, so he was like, well, no, I don't care. Well, I'm going to just make my own church, just, you know, just by myself, just me. I don't need you. I don't even like you. You're Catholic. Yes. Um. So then he created the Church of England mm-hmm. and Protestantism. Exactly. Um. So, but then, did he make it? Like illegal to be Catholic? No. No. So you could be Catholic. Yes. It's okay. well. I um, you could definitely be Catholic. I'm not quite sure. I think these things gradually became stricter and stricter. So, in a very quick summary, mm-hmm. um, 
Henry VIII ha- did have a son who was called Edward VI, yes. um, who ruled for a very short time, um, but he was more Protestant, more Anglican than Henry, and so really pushed that forward. But he died quite young, and he was succeeded by his sister Mary Tudor, Tudor. who was the daughter of Catherine of Aragon. Correct. And was very Catholic. Yes. And Mary Tudor was known as? Oh, wasn't she famous like Burning Red Speed or something? Yes. Yeah. So if you think of, easy way to remember, think of vodka cocktail with tomato juice. And a little splash of Tabasco. Okay. Maybe some celery salt. Served with a celery stick. All mixed together. And Worcester sauce, obviously. Pina Colada Mary. Pina Colada Mary. No, no. <laughs> Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Luckily, you don't know the ingredients for cocktails yet. <laughs> um, you just told me one. Make me run after something. With quite a lot of vodka in it. Lots of vodka. You need vodka. <laughs> so anyway, um, she was known as Bloody Mary, um, not because she particularly liked vodka cocktails, but because she killed lots of people. And she... So there was lots of blood on her hands. Yes. So she tried very hard to reimpose the Catholic faith in England. And when her sister, she so she died relatively young, um, and her sister Elizabeth succeeded her. And Elizabeth was the daughter of Anne Boleyn. Correct. Anne Boleyn had been quite a, a strong supporter of the Anglican Church and all of that. Yes. Um, and so Elizabeth was definitely an Anglican herself. Mm. And then it's where we start getting in, you can start having a bit of a debate about whether Elizabeth was a nasty person who imposed and started killing Catholics, or was she kind of forced into it? So I'm reading this big novel. Mm. Have you seen that novel I'm reading? The Ken Follett novel. Ken. A Column of Fire. Fire. Yeah, the um, yeah. So his his kind of part of the story is that Elizabeth was basically what she wanted was religious tolerance. So she didn't want to kill anyone for what they believed that they could do what they wanted, um, but they the official church would be the Anglican Church. But if people wanted to be Catholics, that was no problem. But then mm-hmm. the Pope. Yes. Excommunicated her. Okay. Which meant? We've, haven't we had excommunication in a previous podcast? Probably. Yes. And it's got I've nothing to do with... Yes, about the Reformation. So they basically made her, kicked her out of the church and made it so that she... Yes. Um, was... A heretic. Well, completely as a heretic. Yes. And that... Um, yeah, well, actually, what is that that um, excommunication of Elizabeth? Because it's, I think this is quite interesting. I'm just going to pause it for a second. And now, listeners, you are treated to a glimpse into the on-the-fly research and editorial process behind our history podcast. Papal bull. Papal bull. It's another papal bull, Ot. Another papal bull. <laughs> <laughs> Another papal bull. So, the papal bull said, 296, 
I will refer to this book. Um, I am quoting here from Elizabeth the Queen by Alison Weir. Great book. On 25th of February 1570, Pope Pius V, inspired by outdated reports of the Northern Rising, impulsively published a bull, Regnans in Excelsis, excommunicating Elizabeth, the pretended Queen of England, the serpent of wickedness. That's good. The bull deprived her of her kingdom, absolved all true Catholics from their allegiance to her, and extended the anathema to all who continued to support her. This was effectively an incitement to Elizabeth's subjects and to foreign princes to rise against her in what would amount to a holy crusade. So the Pope said that... um, Anyone could rise up against the uh, against Elizabeth, yes. and so therefore all Catholics were suddenly the enemy. So that's the kind of the question: is did she want to persecute Catholics, or because the Pope made Catholics the enemy, did that mean that um, the Pope created this problem? Yes, probably. I'd say so. Yes. Cool. So, that's kind of the situation we were in. Yep. Um, And that is... Can you sit down? Yes, I was going to wait for me to do a pause. Okay. So, there was lots of spying going on. Yes. Okay. And so, what do you think it was a bit like? Tell us a bit about sort of what Walsingham was doing. Well... Ah, what else do we need to talk about? Cecil. <laughs> Did you just say Cecil? Cecil. Um, Cecil is a caterpillar. Cecil is my friend. <laughs> Mary Queen of Scots. Mary Queen of Scots. What was that? See, I can't maybe. Yes. Um, yeah, we, I don't think we're doing very well here, Oz. No. It's not really working, is it? No. Um, what should we do? Um, pause. Pause. Eat. What? Eat. Pause and eat. And so, listeners, pause we did, and we'll take it up tomorrow. Well, we'll take it up the next day. Depends when you're listening. Time in podcasts, like in quantum physics, is relative. So, uh, we um, slightly rambled, um, yes. <laughs> and we lost the thread, and that was yesterday. Yesterday. But we're picking up again today, which okay. is today. Today. And <laughs> we're going to be focused. Focused. Focused and run through. Focus. So, I think we were pretty much at the beginning of Queen Elizabeth's reign. She was trying to be a tolerant Protestant. Yes. Um, and... But, so I, I thought we'd just run through very quickly some of the key things that happened, okay? Key things. So I can't remember when she was crowned. Um, oh. 15th of January, 1559. That's one of my pauses, so I can edit in a little whisper to the listeners about when uh, she was crowned. Um... 
Um, but so, Mary Queen of Scots had been married to a French king. Yes, she had. She was a Catholic. She was a Catholic. Uh, her French king died. Ah, oh, yes. So she uh, decided to return to Scotland. Scotland. She had <laughs> a couple of disastrous marriages in Scotland. Ah. Wasn't very popular because the Scottish were also uh, Protestant. Mm-hmm. Had a son who was called... James. James. Um, she had to leave him when he was one, and that was the only time, that was the last he saw, they saw of each other. So yes. it wasn't a very close relationship. Mm-hmm. And so she got defeated by the Scottish barons and decided that the best thing that she could do would be to go to England and throw herself on the mercy of her cousin Elizabeth. Yes. Turned out this was not the best thing for her to do. Mm. Um, because she was Catholic. Yes. As we've mentioned. Yes. <laughs> she, so this was in 1568, she um, enters England and becomes a prisoner of Elizabeth. Yes. But obviously, so this was the problem being that in 1570... Pope Pius V did his excommunication thing with his yes. papal bull that we've already mentioned. Yes. So um, this was basically saying to Catholics, you should rebel against your heretic queen. Yes, yes. And as luck would have it, yes. you have... Mary of Scots. Who is a granddaughter of... Uh, gosh. Duh. Middle-aged man searches up on Wikipedia. Better than Wikipedia, a true book, Otto. So, Henry... Named uh, Elizabeth the Queen. Yes. Very original. Yeah, it's about (laughs) Elizabeth. So, Henry Ah. VII had lots of children, um, and he was... One of them was Henry, Henry VIII. Yes. But Henry VIII's sister, Margaret. Yes. Married James IV of Scotland. Oh. And had a son called James V of Scotland. Who so that's had why a James daughter. the first of England was James VI. So that was her father was James V. So Mary, Queen of Scots, great-grandfather was Henry VII. Okay. Great-grandfather. Who was also Henry VII was Elizabeth I's grandfather. So they were both direct descendants of Henry VII. But But as Anne Boleyn had been uh, divorced, uh, had been beheaded and had been um, you know, written out of the succession. Yeah. Elizabeth, uh, uh, for a lot of people, Elizabeth was not the rightful queen of England. Okay. So the only rightful queen of England, the only rightful monarch of England still yeah. alive was Mary Queen of Scots, yeah. who also had to be a Catholic. Yes. Good. Whew. Right. So, because of this, there were all of these many plots yes. to try and get um, to, well, I don't think they were all necessarily trying to get Mary. Well, yes, all of them trying to get Mary on the throne. In different there was the ways. 1571 Ridolfi plot, 1583 Throckmorton plot, 1584 Parry plot. 
1586, Babington Plot. Where's that one? 1587, Stafford Plot. And then in 1587, after that one, presumably, Mary was beheaded. So obviously, with all of these plots going on, this is where Walsingham, as the arch spymaster, did his special spying deeds. Yes. So, you know a little bit about the Babington plot, I believe. Yes. Tell us a bit about the Babington plot. So, the Babington plot mm -hmm. was like the main one where Mary Queen of Scots was actually involved. Mm -hmm. Most of the rest were done by other people who, like, thought he was a follower of Mary Queen of Scots. Yes. Who, like, wanted her on the throne. Yep. This is the main one which she actually had a part in. Yep. So when she was imprisoned, mm -hmm. she was imprisoned in like the kind of small castle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, the Duke of Norfolk, he was also Catholic. Yeah. Um, and didn't like Queen Smith, thought she shouldn't be, be a queen. Yeah. Um, was communicating. Yes. With Mary Queen of Scots, mm -hmm. um, but Walsingham made Mary believe Mary Queen of Scots believe that he was all reading all of her normal letters, which yes. she wrote and sent, and like normal letters. But she, but Walsingham, but what she didn't know, mm -hmm. that Walsingham was also reading her hidden letters. Uh, yes, and where did they hide the letters? In corks. Oh. In barrels of beer. Very clever, yes. So the beer merchant... Yep. Um, ...would come... Yep. ...give them the beer, but yep. he was one of Walsingham's spies. Yeah. So he would get the corks... Yep. ...and give them to Walsingham... Yep. ...where he would open open them and see the message. Yes. And what which was usually meant for Duke... For the Duke of Norfolk. Yes, are you sure it's the Duke of Norfolk? I'm pretty sure it was, wasn't it? I thought he was dead by then. I thought he was. He was in some plot. I thought it was that one. Yes, but I think. Search up Babington plot on Wikipedia. Okay. Babington plot. Babington plot on Wikipedia. The Duke of Norfolk. Yes. Was not involved in the Babington Babington plot because he was involved in the Ridolfi plot and oh. was executed. In 1572, okay. 14 years before the Babington plot. But you're right, you know, there are all of these plots are very easy to get them confused. So, um, yes. So she was contacting people. Yeah. Um, arranging to get Queen Elizabeth off the throne. Yeah. And killing her? Yes. Yes. And murdering her. Um, and yes, yeah, so. Walsingham was was getting all of this information, and he was getting the information as it came in, yes, and as it came out. So he knew exactly what was going on. Um, and because he had this incredible cryptographer called Thomas Felipe's. Do you know what a cryptographer is? Yes, I do. I do. I do. I do. What is a cryptographer? A crypto cryptographer. Yep. Is someone who would receive letters. Yep. In code. Yep. Well, he would receive them they would be intercepted yep and they'd open it and be like oh oh wait it's in code yep aha we have jerry over here jerry 
Jerry. Yeah. Who has a master's degree in cryptography. Uh huh. Thomas. Um. So then Thomas. Yeah. Or Jerry would get this letter and be like, "Well, I see." Squiggle here, mm-hmm. squiggle here, and squiggle here. Yes. Say, and um, about thirteen percent of this letter, yeah, is squiggle A. Yes. So, and what I know, um, thirteen percent of uh, uh writing. Yeah. Has the letter E. So, maybe, maybe, just maybe, this could be the letter E. So then, what comes before and after E mm-hmm. in most of these, maybe they're the same. So then you'd be like, oh, I have found that this one is A. Yep. And then, I hear I see E and A are in the same word. Yeah. Um, in different ways, and I see many ways where E and A could be the same word. One is beam, and the other is death. And I think out of those two, I think beam is less um relative mm-hmm. and um. Relevant. Relevant to um, a plot against uh, um, Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. And I don't see why you'd be hiding letters about wanting more baked beans in a cork. No. So, right. (laughs) Listeners, just in case you're not following Otto's particular reasoning here. (laughs) So, yes, he was combining his knowledge of the alphabet. Yes. And what this kind of um, message might contain. Yes. So your slightly convoluted example. Yes. Which doesn't work anyway because Bean has got four letters and Death has got five letters, but yes. Yeah, but they might not have spaces. But yes, it's unlikely to be people to be saying Bean to the Queen. Yes. More likely Death to the Queen. True. Exactly, very good. Beans for the Queen. (laughs) Beans for the Queen. Um, we will actually, uh, listeners, be putting up examples of the cipher that Mary used during the Babington plot. We've got an image of it. Ooh. It's quite cool. Well, so now your challenge is to decode this cipher yes. and send us what it says. Oh, what, for our listeners? Yes. Nice one. Yes. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to. We'll try to. We don't need to because we, we know what it says. Oh, do we? Okay, cool. Well, so, I don't, so I'll try. Right, yes. But no, but we've got, but it's the interpretation of the words. Oh, so it says on the picture. So now we're looking at it. Even better podcast gold here, listeners. But you can see that, you know, what um, an X is the Pope, a funny little X with a round thing is the King of France. That's a funny X as well. The Pope's a funny X. Yes. And then, and then each of the letters, and there are different um, symbols for each of the different letters. King of uh, Denmark, the Queen of England, the Queen of Scotland. Oh, yes, where's the Queen of, of England then? It's up a bit, it's that there kind of go, so. four, but with like a yeah. circle at the very bottom. So, ah, oh, this one, so we could say.
So, listeners, this really got quite boring. Um, we started writing code uh, using Mary's cipher, and all I can do is to urge you to visit ourhistorypodcast.com and see the results of what we did. I think you'll enjoy it, um, but I'm going to fade out and cut quite a lot of this rambling. You'll thank me for it in the end. That is listeners, the Queen of England. Not that you can actually see it. This We've I'm going to put this message up here. to the Queen of, Eng- Queen of England. If you now go and look on the website, that will be on it. Yeah. And I'm going to put the actual cipher up. Uh, export. Um... I'm going to put the actual cipher up so that you can... T- um... It does sound slightly... Um, you'll say, export death to the Queen of England. <laughs> death to Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know, we're not being hacked by MI5. <laughs> they might um, be taking up concerns with the Windsors now. Yes. That's a- Father and son team in Buckinghamshire. <laughs> you just said, you just made a file says, death to the queen, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, crikey. Um, that's not good. So cool. Yes, I will upload that and then we can actually see death to the queen. Brilliant. Right. Wait, give me that mouse aside. Otto's noticed that some words, common words, like you, yes. your, with, with, was, will, yes. um, have one symbol. So obviously you could spell things out, or you could use the symbols for the for What's the that? individual words. What's that? Diligence. Diligence. I thought it said like death guns. <laughs> Armor, munitions. Yeah. So obviously these are very good plot, oh. plotty type words. Yeah, and then these are just common words. And Otto, Otto thinks there's going to be some a word no, for death. There is or, a, or assassination. And yeah, so then at the start you've got the Pope, the King of Spain, the um, King of France, you've got the King of Denmark, Queen of England, Queen of Scotland, Queen of France. Yeah. Some interesting people like, like the, the King and Queen of Navarre. Navarre is? Well, <laughs> uh, look, these are all very important people. The King and Queen, the, the King of Navarre became Henry the Fourth of France. Because that's something else, actually. Shortly after Mary, Queen of Scots, left France, her French family were the Guise family, who were arch-Catholics. And um, so they organised the um, St. Bartholomew's Day Massacre. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah. That was organised. That was organised. I thought it was just like some drunk Catholics. Oh, no. Just thought, hey, guys, let's go massacre some Protestants. No, no, that was the thing. It was very, very organised and lots <laughs> of spying. So that there, a lot of the... Protestant families and Protestant churches had been infiltrated, so they knew who all the Protestants were. Oh yes, that's why they didn't just be like. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just random. No, they went. They and and a lot of the top Protestants, they'd already decided who was going to kill them on the on <laughs> when the side was given, and that was when um, the 
Like sister, Kate? I think the sister of the Queen of France. It was the day the sister of the Queen of France, or around about the time the sister of the Queen of France married Henry, the King of Navarre, who was so a, it was a bit like, Protestant. So it was a bit like, hey, um, Cyril, you have got um, Philippe. Yep. Uh, César. Yep. And Jacqueline. <laughs> You're in charge of killing them. <laughs> oh dear, I'm doing accents. <laughs> yes, exactly. So really horrible. So that was lots of spying going on there. So you see, there was, you see this spying where, you know when we talked in the last episode about spying is sort of military intelligence. Obviously, what all of, at this time it was Catholic, it was, not Catholic, it was religious spying, wasn't it? It was all, but obviously the whole religion and politics was very bound up at the same time. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, you know, for example, the Henry of Navarre, so the, 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 the Guise family didn't like them because they were the Bourbon family. And so they were another important family in France. So if they became powerful, the Guise family in France would be less powerful. Um, so was it religion that they was it religion or power or both? Mm. So the Babington plot yes. had all of this stuff about the mm. the cipher. Yes. And so Walsingham eventually found documents yes. where Mary Queen of Scots yes. said, Yes, I think we should murder the Queen. Yes. And I will support the invasion of England by King Philip of Spain. And that is treason. And it's kind of what Walsingham wanted to find. There was yes. a little bit of entrapment going on in there, wasn't there? He, that's, he, he actually wanted this information so that he could do what? What could he do with that information? He could um, have proof that American um, Scots has committed treason. And what happens if you commit treason? Decapitation. Yeah. yeah. And what happens to American Scots? Decapitation. Quite nice, do you know that bit about the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. The wig. The wig. And that mouth. Yeah. Well, she wasn't talking. No, her mouth was apparently still moving. But that was... If you think her head's fallen to the floor, it's yeah. kind of like... Bouncing, and it's just the jaw is just going to be. Yeah, well, explain a bit. So she was quite um, quite an old lady by then, and like, like a lot of people at the time, had lost her hair, mm -hmm. uh, probably because they wore really strange, poisonous makeup. She so the, the executioner went to pick up her head to this show is that the head of a traitor. Yeah, and it like, dropped. Boing, boing. <laughs> that must be slightly embarrassing for the executioner. <laughs> Yes, he was an executioner. Maybe his embarrassment isn't the biggest problem in his life. True, but no, but it's... Yeah, he probably had a mask on. What, to hide his blushes? <laughs> <laughs> but you see all, like, the executioners with, like, <coughs> creepy masks with, like, the holes in Yes, they wore creepy masks with holes yes. in Yes, yeah. But not to, to hide their blushes. <laughs> <laughs> so, this foiling of the Babington plot, this was one of his most famous espionage acts yes. but he obviously had lots of other things going on at the same time one of the problems with executing Mary Queen of Scots yes um, was that 
Philip finally thought, right, now I have a real reason for invading England. Yes. And so what did he do? He invaded England. Did he? Not saying well, that. No, no. That's why he, we're not speaking Chinese. To invade England. He failed to invade England, exactly. <laughs> so he, um, and that was the Spanish Armada of 1588. So Mary was executed Wasn't in 1587. Like yes, there were lots of different Spanish Armadas, weren't there? But the famous one. Yes. The one that we're talking about. Yes. So he'd been preparing for this invasion of England. They, they, well, he'd been preparing for something, and nobody really quite knew what. Um, it could have been an invasion of, of uh, or sent supporters to to Ireland. Ireland. It could have been that he was actually going to go and fight um, further more in the lowlands, in the Netherlands, mm -hmm. what's now Holland and that lot, yes. uh, because that was Spanish territory. Mm -hmm. um, and so, part, so Walsingham had to do lots of spying Yes. to try and find out what the plan was. One of the things that happened during the preparation for the Armada was Sir Francis Drake, you know Sir Francis Drake? Yes. Um, he did the singeing of the King of Spain's beard the year before the Spanish Armada, 1587. Yes. Um, they were building up the Spanish Armada. They yes. were getting lots of... Um, Yes. They obviously needed loads of ships, and they needed loads of ammunition, and they needed loads of food, and they needed loads of drink, and they needed loads of yes. barrels and stuff and yes. everything. And so it took them a long time to prepare. Yes. And one of the big ports in Spain is called Cadiz, right down in the south of Spain. Yes. And um, Drake sailed into the port of Cadiz, mm -hmm. where there were loads of uh, ships, um, yes. transport ships. Yeah. With lots of cargo for the Spanish Armada and he uh, attacked them and destroyed a load of the ships Ugh. and this is where why they were still being made whilst it was still being prepared yeah prepared. yeah and actually so there was this guy called Sir Anthony Standen whose spy name yes was Pompeo Pellegrini okay it's quite cool um and he could that uh, be Pompeii Pellegrino <laughs> it's Pompey Pellegrini, and he sure. was um, one of um, Walsingham's spies, um, and he was in Florence, I think. Okay. Uh, no, he was in Florence, and he was a friend of the uh, Duke of Tuscany's ambassador in Madrid. Yes. So there's all of this sort of, mm, I, I tell you this, and you tell me that, and he. So he found out through through this information that basically because of what Drake did by, by attacking these ships, he um, delayed the Spanish Armada by a year. Um, this guy, Pompeo Pellegrini, yes. Sir Anthony Standen, um, had also managed to get a spy yes. inside the household of the Spanish commander-in-chief, the Marquis of Santa Cruz. Um, and this guy, <laughs> and this guy actually, so this spy got hold of the Armada battle plans yes. in 1587. So he got all that information back. So Walsingham, so also yes. Walsingham knew exactly what was going on. It was really cool. Walsingham had this incredible network um, all over Europe because um, he'd actually been in France during. Can I see what I was going to say? Yep. Yeah. 
version of that okay. you're, you're pretty broadly right yes I think you're slightly watching having watched that um, yeah, yeah, Elizabeth yeah. the Golden Age yeah that's what I'm saying is it wasn't exactly like that it, yeah. it was probably like a tiny bit different I mean it sounds like so far as a strike like really heroic like that but in that film oh. it was Rowley yeah which wasn't good which is not true at all so Francis Drake well I don't know if it was even him but anyway, they um, did yeah. use fire ships yes. against the Spanish. They sent flaming ships into Spanish fleet. They sent flaming fleet. Yeah, I, I mean, Drake sounds quite heroic. Like he didn't do. He didn't do the jumping off. Although he was, like, he was, he was in he all was. and he, he like was, kind of like standing on with the burning ship yeah. around him and just like I'm coming. He does. And then just yeah, like yeah, yeah. about to burn, he just like. Duh, duh, duh. <laughs> he does come up with some really cool stuff though, this Francis Drake. Um he um I can imagine him like jumping off and then kind of spinning backwards and then just falling like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, where's the <laughs> Yes This this was um, a, 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 a quote from Sir Francis Drake in a letter that he wrote to Walsingham. Um just before he did all the stuff in Cadiz. Let me beseech your honour to hold a good opinion, not only of myself, but of all these servitors in this action. The wind commands me away. Our ship is under sail. Yeah. Haste. Wah. Oh, yes. Oh, jolly good one. Tally-ho. <laughs> Tally-ho. <laughs> cool, yes. So, um, that, thank you for that little bit about um, the... Fire ships during yes. the Spanish Armada. This was absolutely crucial because what the Spanish Armada was doing was sailing up the, the channel to meet the Duke of Parma's troops in Flanders. And they they had these barges. Flanders so, in Belgium. In Belgium, yeah, that sort of area. And so they so basically they were all going to cross together with the Armada protecting these sort of barges. Um and so that was one of the problems was because messages took so long, I think we might have mentioned this before, because messages took so long to get there, basically um, the Armada got to sort of Calais and then they had to send a message to the Duke of Parma to say, right, get ready, and they weren't ready, so they had to wait around a bit and they didn't have much water and food and stuff. And that's when they used the fire ships and then to escape the fire ships, they cut their anchors which meant they couldn't stop yes. and they couldn't pick up and help the Duke of Palmer across and therefore that was a failure and then the wind came along so anyway yeah so um, 
uh, just to round it up, you know, the the the, the point being is that uh, Walsingham had this network of spies throughout Europe because he'd been the ambassador, the English ambassador in Paris, actually during the St Bartholomew's Day massacre. Um, and so he, you know, he had all of these connections. He had all of these lists of people when they were preparing for the Spanish Armada, and they had to have this great big. You know, he realised that he didn't have enough intelligence about oh. what was going on. So he had a list, and it was a plot for intelligence out of Spain. One, Sir Edward Stafford, to draw what he can from the Venetian ambassador. Two, to procure some correspondence with the French king's ambassador yes. um, to Spain. Uh-huh. Three, <laughs> to, take with, to take order with some at Rouen, to have a frequent advertisements from such as arrive out of Spain at Nantes. New Haven, and yet four, to make choice of two especial persons, French, Flemings, or Italians, to go along the coast of Spain to see what preparations are making there, to furnish them with letters of credit. Five, to have intelligence at the court of Spain, one of Finale, one of Genoa. Six, to have intelligence at Brussels, Leiden, and in Denmark. Seven, to employ the Lord. So just a quick interjection from me, just in case people aren't up to date on that. So the Spanish Armada, uh, the Spanish eventually lost. Um, their ships were caught in a massive storm and blown up around the north of the British Isles um, and couldn't uh, carry out their mission of landing in uh, England. And so it was a bit of a disaster given that it had used up a lot of the resources of the Spanish Empire at the time. I think we've sort of covered Walsingham. Yeah. Obviously, you know, this kind of spying went on and on. And, you know, as we saw for the, the gunpowder plot, you know, the um, William Cecil's son, what was his son called? Robert. Robert Cecil. Yeah. Also became a sort of spy master um, for James the First, Sixth of Scotland, and uh, they, you know, continued all the spying for the gunpowder plot, etc., etc. And again, a little interjection on the uh, gunpowder plot from me. In case anyone isn't up to date on the gunpowder plot, this is obviously very important in England because we uh, celebrate it and coincidentally we celebrate it on the 5th of November. Well, we, I don't think celebrate, we remember it. Um, And the 5th of November is Guy Fawkes Night, which is when we burn an effigy of Guy Fawkes. And Guy Fawkes was a potential terrorist who was part of a plot that was going to uh, blow up the Houses of Parliament just when King James I, Sixth of Scotland, was going to uh, open Parliament. So that would have killed the King, his family, and most of the important people in England at the time. So it would have been an absolute outrage. And in fact, they were only just caught in the nick of time by some top espionage. Okay. Now, we did mention that we were going to talk about the ninjas. Are we going to talk about the ninjas? 
Dear listeners, I've decided that no, we're not going to talk about the ninjas. We did a bit. We didn't come up with anything particularly intelligent. Um, If you are interested in the ninjas, I could only urge you to listen to our fake history. Um, I think it's episode four. Let me just check. Yes, that's right. Our fake history, episode four. Um, the presenter, Sebastian Major, is, I think, a history teacher from uh, Toronto in Canada, and he's marvellous um, and makes history really interesting and fascinating, and I loved his um, episode on the ninjas, and if you really like it, you can give him some money and you can get his extra Patreon podcast about more about the ninjas. So there's plenty of ninja stuff to be found there and covered much better than we ever did it. So we'll leave it there. We'll just pick up the goodbye from Luganotto bit. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. And goodbye. Goodbye. Yes, so listeners, wow, um, that was a podcast and a half. Not only is it... Um, 20 minutes longer than we were hoping to keep them and the idea was to have under half an hour and this one is might just be under 50 minutes if I don't uh, rabbit on too long now um so apologies for that and also apologies for the uh episode being later than we'd hoped we're trying to do every two weeks but I don't think we're ever going to keep to that um so we will be doing every well, We'll be doing every two or three weeks or so, I think it's probably safe to say. Uh, do please visit our um, website, ourhistorypodcast.com. Uh, visit us on Twitter to see some of our strange Our History odd facts. Um, and that's at Our History Pod. So thank you very much for listening and uh, goodbye.